I'm Aaron Prince Staley, and you're listening to the Podcast Preview, where I tell you about a podcast that you are going to love. We've got big news this week. The Podcast Preview is now a member of the Benview Podcast Network. I am really excited to be in such great company there. Um, so everything related to the show, uh, you can find there now. Um, so that is awesome. Today, I am going to introduce you to the Doughboys podcast. I will tell you what it's all about. Then I'll get on the phone and talk to Nick Weiger and Mike Mitchell themselves, the hosts of Doughboys. So what is Doughboys? Doughboys is an hour-long comedy podcast from Feral Audio, which is about chain restaurants. Every week, they pick a particular chain and rate their actual experience there at that chain. It's really great food talk. Um, They're always going really deep into the details of the food, the restaurant, the ambiance. I mean, they cover it all. There's also really great non-food banter and running bits to rival or exceed, really, any other comedy podcast. It's really good. Doughboys is one of my favorite ones. In fact, when I made the demo for this podcast to to show to the radio station to see if they would uh, be interested, um, I covered Doughboys in my demo. So it's the it's the it's the perfect edition of a of a podcast to me. It's it's one of my favorite things. So the show goes like this. Every week, Nick and Mitch introduce a guest who's usually somebody they know from uh, comedy. That'll be somebody like Matt Besser, who started the UCB uh, Theater in Los Angeles, Neil Campbell, head writer of the comedy Bang Bang TV show, um, or Heather Ann Campbell, no relation, who you might know from um, Whose Line Is It Anyway with uh, with, uh, Aisha Tyler. Um, at the beginning of the show, they always goof off for a while, which is always super funny. Nick and Mitch are some of the funniest people, and uh, their dynamic is super, super interesting, too. They talk about the connection that the guest on the show has with the restaurant. Um, sometimes it is a really deep connection. They worked there or, or something like that. Sometimes it is a very tenuous connection. Um, here's Paul Rust, uh, star of Love, talking about why he feels connected to Wendy's. Paul, uh, what is your uh, connection to Wendy's? Um, well, I didn't have a Wendy's growing up. <gasps> oh, interesting. It sort of sets a tale of, you know, Rosebud in a mm, way. Gotcha. I mean, it would work better if I had had Wendy's and then I got taken away from my family and then I couldn't have Wendy's anymore. Yes. That would be more Rosebud-ish. Mm. <laughs> but I think this is just as good. <laughs> <laughs> just as a good story. Um but I knew of it through just because uh, I lived in a town of like 10,000 people. This was Lamar's, Iowa, correct? Correct. And so I don't even know what the nearest Wendy's was. It might have been like an hour or so away. But my first in terms of my first first experiences, like when I was downloading things in my brain, it was my, there was like some Wendy's <clears throat> merchandise that was like in my basement uh like maybe like a fake like plastic uh french fry holder mm. and uh i oh, remember yeah. i remember just kind of being intrigued by this is the most insane way to get into <laughs> like what your entry point is sure but it, it was like it looked good like it it Look, I knew what it was for. I knew it must hold French fries, and the French fries must be really good. And it had the logo of Wendy on it. I, guys, even at this young age, I was hetero. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and I thought this girl was a real cutie. 
So after they talk about their history with the restaurant, um, they talk about a recent experience at the restaurant. Everybody on the podcast will go to the restaurant in preparation for the show. At the beginning, they used to all go together and sort of make an event out of it. And I think Nick and Mitch are tired of each other, so they go separately now and talk about it on the show, which is cool because they haven't previously talked about their experience um, as yet on the on the show. So you get a really complete explanation of what's going on with them not leaving anything out that they maybe could have mentioned to each other before. After they do their review of their experience, they review their overall opinion of the restaurant um, over all time, um, taking their experience into consideration, just taking their personal, you know, um, what it was like for them personally at the restaurant. They rate it on a scale of one to five forks, five being the most. Um, after that, they'll do a regular segment reviewing either a packaged food product in their snack or wax segment, a packaged drink on drink or stank, or talking about food with the guest either on the sentence to death or feedback se- segments on the show. Um, sometimes they change up the format of the show. Last October, they did Oktoberfest, where they reviewed every week a different rock and roll themed restaurant, which Mike Mitchell started to hate about one week in, which made for some really interesting tension on the show. Currently, we are in what they are calling Munch Madness 2016, the Tournament of Champions, Burger Brawl, where they are taking burger restaurants that they've reviewed previously on the restaurant and pitting them against each other episode by episode, March Madness style. I'm really excited for this this segment or uh, series of episodes that they're doing. It's uh, the first one came out this past week, and it was super good and super interesting to hear them revisit the chains that they had talked about before. Okay, so now that you know what Doughboys is all about, let's check in with the boys themselves. I got Nick and Mitch on the phone earlier this week. Check it out. Nick Weiger and Mike Mitchell are the hosts of the Doughboys podcast. They're the bad boys of food podcasting, sort of the Wario and Waluigi of food shows. Nick and Mitch, thanks for joining me on the show. (laughs) Thanks for having me. That's a great intro. <laughs> I, 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 I assume that I'm the I assume I'm the Waluigi. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's great to have you guys here. I'm a huge fan of the Doughboys podcast, as I'm sure everybody's heard me talking about how much I love it uh, so far already. Um, on on Doughboys, you guys uh, you know visit chain restaurants every week. Has it changed the way you guys see chain restaurants? Well, first off, thanks for saying that, Aaron. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much it's changed my assessment because I was a fan of chain restaurants going in. I think if anything, you've kind of maybe start to sense the uniformity between them. Maybe that's been a change in perception of like, you just see how many different chain restaurants are kind of following the same template of, you know, the same roster of sugary cocktails and deep fried appetizers. You tend to see a lot of repeats at at different places. Um, But I mean, I think like I've been a, in terms of my taste, I've been a fan of the food and the service and the atmosphere of chain restaurants. And I feel like if anything, this, this, uh, uh, this podcast experience has kind of just like reemphasized, uh, those, those existing feelings. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know how much has changed. I mean, I, I too have always been a fan and I, I've kind of always known the, the pros and cons of, of chain restaurants. I, I feel like I know way more than, than I, I did in the past and whether that's a good thing or a bad thing I don't even know uh I feel like our like people who listen to the show kind of uh make us aware of of some stuff that that I previously didn't know and and but you know I feel like I'm I'm the same with Nick just maybe that there's kind of a uniformity to all of them that 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 you notice and and sometimes appreciate but uh it's kind of apparent when you're 
constantly going to these places. Also, I've noticed that uh, chain restaurants do indeed get you fatter. Than, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys do take chain restaurants really seriously on the show, which isn't something I've really seen a lot of other places. You know, you guys are willing to spend like an hour on what's kind of classically like the basest of products. Um, so I wanted to ask you guys about chain restaurants. You guys clearly have a, a focus on what you uh, want to cover on the show and what you don't. So where do you draw the line for a restaurant? Like, is there a point where it doesn't have enough locations yet or where it's, you know, like, uh, what's that one? Ruth's Chris Steakhouse where it's like too high class and you guys won't go there anymore because it kind of doesn't fit the vibe of a Wendy's or a McDonald's or something like that? <laughs> That's funny because, I, I mean, our podcast is definitely not high class, but I don't think we're against <laughs> going to a Ruth Chris or something like that. But, uh, no, I, I think, uh, and Nick, you can speak to this if you'd like to, but sure. I, I think we, we, we were just, we, we, we were trying to go to, to go to places that people across the nation would be able to kind of, uh, know about or have heard about or have tried it. And, and it was just kind of a thing where we, we could get people on board with wherever we were going. And I, I don't know if we, we, we've maybe broken that rule a couple of times and gone to, kind of Southern California local places, but we, we try to stick to a nationwide spot. Uh, right, Nick? Yeah, I don't think we've gone to any place that's only in California, though we've definitely gone to some places that are more centered on the West Coast. Um, a couple of the smaller ones we went to, one was Umami Burger, which now has some, I think they have about 20 to 30 locations nationwide, but they, they started in California, and they're mostly in California. We also went to this chain, Caro's, which used to have a few, maybe not a few hundred, but over a hundred locations across the uh, the American West, and now it's down to like you know twelve, and they're all pretty much in California. Um, but I mean, we've mostly tried to go to places that are more national, and if it is more regional, at least something that that people will uh, be aware of and be conscious of, even if it's not available in every state in the nation or every country in the world. Um, but, you know, I, I was just, coincidentally, I was talking to my, my buddy Stoney today, and he brought up this place, he's from the South, and he brought up this place, Captain D's, which I'd never heard of, <laughs> but apparently is like this, it's like these, these he said, basically described it as a uh, lower rent, a Long John Silver's huh. that's regionally in the South, and apparently that's a big thing oh. in the South, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I won't, I won't predispose to uh, uh, predispose anything to, before I've tried it. But I mean, it, it, I think that's the kind of place we would potentially go to, uh, you know, even though that's not something that's accessible. So I think the main thing is that something that uh, a place that's not, I don't know if we found a, I'm rambling here, but I don't know if we found an exact demarcation for how many locations and how regionally widespread it needs to be for us to visit it. But uh, I think overall we want it to be something that our listeners could potentially visit, uh, even if not in their current state, then when they're vacationing someplace. I see that. The one thing that I guess to go back to what we've learned is that there are so many fast food and chain restaurants that this podcast will never end, unfortunately. So like, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's something that I've learned. And also it, like Nick was saying, we'll, we'll try to, we'll, tr we'll, we want to try to hit almost you know, every place that we can, we, we want to get a review for, for, cause we like trying them and, and we, we like people to hear about them and, and hear what the opinions are on them. So I feel like we'll, we'll, by the end of this thing, our, if, if we reach our goal, we'll, we'll have uh, reviewed every single chain and fast food restaurant that there is. Uh, so yeah, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot, lot more than them than, than you think. Your fans will be happy to hear that. Cause we love the show and we don't want it to go away. 
anytime soon. <laughs> so I've I've kind of a I think a little bit of a unique perspective on chain restaurants, which is that I grew up in in San Diego, so on the West Coast, uh, but gotcha. I lived in like the Baltimore DC area for the last I don't know ten years. Um, yeah, more than ten mm. years now. But the, here's the thing: is for the first twenty years of my life, I kept kosher. Wow! So uh. I didn't eat at any chain restaurants in San Diego at all, and which means I didn't get in and out. And then uh, when I was on the East Coast, basically until I turned twenty, all I got was there was a a kosher Dunkin' Donuts location and a kosher Subway in uh, in Baltimore, and that was all I got. And then I turned twenty, and uh, when I was in college. Uh, I would start drinking and then they had half price appetizers at Applebee's after 9 PM. Oh yeah. Um, so then like half of my, half of my chain restaurant experience has been, uh, half price appetizers at Applebee's at 10 PM when, when I've had a couple of drinks and that's not really the traditional experience, uh, either. So, you know, for me, like I, I had Wendy's for the first time last week after you guys, you know, released your episode with, uh, Paul Rust, which was by the way, a masterpiece of like, I'm a podcast fan. That might be my favorite podcast episode ever. Not to toot your guys' oh, too you. much or anything, but I wouldn't say it if I didn't mean. That, that um, goes to, Paul's the funniest guy on earth, so that, that yeah. tip our hat to Paul Rust on that one. I uh, so I, I guess my question is for for you guys: How do I, as as really a chain restaurant beginner, like how do I get into it? What, what's my angle? What do you love about chain restaurants? Like where should I go and why? Huh. <laughs> well, a part of me feels like, a part of me feels like, don't, don't start doing this to yourself, uh, <laughs> because I feel like it's a, it's a, it is, it is an addictive thing, and and, and and we talk, we talk about, and like I said, we talk a lot about the pros and cons, but it's definitely, it's definitely not a healthy lifestyle. But if you're, if you're gonna go to just, if you're just gonna hit up a few places, I mean, you started off right with Wendy's. And then you're gonna get back to the West Coast and try In and Out Burger. I know Weiger is about to say that. In two I seconds. did get an In and Out. I actually went over there uh, and uh, got myself an In and Out Burger, and uh, I definitely enjoyed that. Although the fries, I, I maybe it's because they were new to me. I'm used to like a, a fully cooked French fry, but I, I was not into the fries at In and Out. I will readily, as, a, as an In and Out uh, super fan, I will readily concede that the fries are polarizing. Some people really like them. Other people are disappointed with them. They're different. They're they're not a traditional fast food fry, but I think they have their their oily uh, kind of soggy charm. Yeah, I think they're bad personally. Uh, <laughs> and Weiger is of you course me, trying to trying to say that they have their charm because he's a In and Out fanboy. <laughs> I, I I feel like kind of all, all the ba- you get to try all the basics. And for for me, I mean. I, I eat fast food way too much, and and this is something that we've talked about on the show too. Is it's that sort of thing of a lot of America doesn't have time to make meals, or honestly, it's it's just a it's a price thing where where what people can afford is kind of these fast the five dollar footlongs and stuff like that for for dinner. So uh, for me, I, if if you're gonna hit up the good ones, I I we we actually have a platinum and gold plate club. Uh, in in our reviews, and I, I think I think there's there's only five or six restaurants that that made it, which is that's a that's five forks from uh from Nick and I and the listener. And Nick, do you know what those? Do you happen to know what those are off offhand? Yeah, if I can be a little pedantic, Mitch, it's actually three are in the Platinum Plate Club, and we have <laughs> uh, seven in the Golden Plate Club. 
Um, but uh, <laughs> a few of those are also, West Coast. That, 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 that information just went right through my head. I'll never remember that. <laughs> <laughs> um, my voice is like a, uh, a dog whistle, uh, except that like only Mitch can't hear it. So just, I would say uh, if you're looking for which, which chain restaurants to start at, you know, one thing is that a lot of the top ones you probably already inadvertently tried. I think if even if you're consciously avoiding chain restaurants, probably at some point in your life you've been to a Starbucks or a Subway or a McDonald's or a KFC. Um, but I think a good guide would be, you know, what's in your local area? And there are some regional chains which are very nice, and uh, you know, In-N-Out Burger, which we already mentioned, is like a West Coast version of that, a California version of that. But I mean, you know, whatever's in your area, those regional chains tend to be standouts um, because they haven't gone nationwide, they haven't gone global, and you know, kind of had to be uh, made more generic and safe and scalable, uh, so they can they can you know have 2,000 locations and be sustainable um, as a business. Uh, but I mean, like, I'd certainly look to also just look at the big places that you see advertised on TV. I think in terms of what's big in America, places like Chili's and Buffalo Wild Wings and Red Lobster and Olive Garden, you mentioned Applebee's, you know, these are good ones to, to try and be familiar with and start to understand their appeal if you are a true chain restaurant novice. I want to talk to you guys about one of my favorites around here. You know, I'm, uh, my, my show is out of Arlington, Virginia home of the five guys. Um, I just listened to your episode about it today. Uh, you, across the board, gave five guys a three and a half forks rating. Yes. Do you stand by that? I actually, I changed mine to four forks. Uh, the, uh, the, the, next, the, the, the next episode, I changed mine to four forks, and I, I felt like I was being a little too harsh on it. Okay. Weiger definitely does still stand by his, though. Yeah, I think, right, I'm, I'm, you know, as actually, I think in our subsequent episode we did, uh, I think it was California Pizza Kitchen, we did with Eva Anderson, who was our very first guest who came back. She used to work at CPK, um, came back to that chain for us. Uh, we, we addressed a listener email about the same subject. Someone, there, there was a little dissent over our three-and-a-half fork review for five guys when we reviewed some other burger chains a little bit more favorably. Um, but I stand by it. I think that's about where... I'd wait. And look, three and a half is a good review. I think sometimes, you know, people get riled up because they're comparing, they're thinking of it like a letter grade in school or like, you know, a, a, a percentage that you get on a test. And that's one way to think of it, but also it's, it's, that's a positive assessment. You know, I'm saying this is a place, this is better than average. This is a place that will deliver a better than average uh, dining experience and it's worth your time and it's worth your dollar. So just because it's not necessarily my personal favorite, and we're always going to be in subjective territory, particularly with food, but just because it's not my personal favorite, I feel like doesn't mean it's, you know, I don't think it's something I have to walk back because uh, I, I give something else that someone likes more, a high, someone likes more a lower fork score and something that someone likes less, a little bit of a higher fork score. I don't know. We're always going to be representing our personal opinion, and I, I stand by mine. Well, I respect that. I gave, I gave, and I, I gave it a higher score. So <laughs> I respect that too. I'm a man of the people, and you know, I, I uh, burger, but I, I, I won't spoil anything. But uh, coming up in the podcast, we, we might, uh, we might revisit that uh, chain in some way. So stay tuned. That's really exciting uh, promo. For- <laughs> <laughs> I've never been more excited, Mitch. Nick, do you think your uh, your review of Five Guys was impacted at all 
by the hot dog you got with ketchup instead of the mustard you ordered on it. Definitely. I mean, like, of course, I think that has a little bit of an impact. And that's, you know, that's such a minor thing. But I and I don't think that costed even a single time in the fork score, that individual <laughs> thing. But I mean, that, that gives you it gives me a little bit of a negative impression that I, I got. Some, and look, you're never going to get an order perfect at every visit at every place. But I asked for mustard. I got ketchup. I got a hot dog that was. Uh, less satisfying than I would have liked. I mean, also, too, I could have said something and gotten my order fixed probably very easily, but uh, I'm just a very uh, meek, scared man, so I just <laughs> took whatever they gave me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, that's how people, I think, evaluate food. I think we've tried to approach this. We've tried to approach uh, our reviews of, the, of these restaurants the way that anyone will approach their experience at any, 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 any restaurant of any type, you know, chain restaurant or an you know, individual place is just going in and, you know, just being honest about how all the different things makes us feel. If a, if a waiter, if a server is friendly um, and is paying attention to what we're looking for and, you know, is uh, going the extra mile, that makes you have a better experience. You're more likely to return to a place. Those are the same sorts of things that factor into uh, our reviews of these chains. Yeah, I, I feel like we, we, we mentioned this a little bit on the show, but um, we, we, we have to, we have to, and I'll stick up for why you're, why, I don't know, but I will. Uh, we, we have to, we, we have to uh, rate these places just based on our personal experiences of going to the restaurant. And, you know, obviously there's some places where, uh, where nostalgia is going to try to creep in and we're going to think about, our past visits, of course, that's going to happen for me, you know, like when I went to Wendy's or when we go to Dunkin' Donuts in the future, I, I, Dunkin' Donuts started in Quincy, Massachusetts, where, where I'm from. So I'm like, yeah, I had a lot of experience with that growing up. I'm going to, my rating is going to come off of it. But then we also just, it has to be heavily weighted by the experience we have when we go there. So uh, it's, it's, it's tricky. And, and, and I think Five Guys is, is a, a chain that's kind of new uh, to the, to the west coast so uh it, it kind of suffered a little bit but uh but still uh, nick's nick's right a three and a half score a three and a half forks is not a bad score so i do think i mean i think if i if i had to give a forks rating to uh dunkin donuts that's another one that would get uh nostalgia points for me unintended or not just because that's one of the only places exactly I could you know how to. it is yeah I would like scrounge quarters to to get yeah. myself like like uh you know go with like my high school girlfriend and get like an egg and cheese sandwich because we didn't have choices and it was you know with no fast food choices that was all I could get for like three fifty or whatever it was the only thing I could get um, if I wanted to go out for lunch. Now you're speaking my life. I've, I've done I've done I've done the whole chain the change thing a lot of times in my life. I I, I know what you're talking about. That's what it's and about. yeah, and I think you're hitting on something that is a big part of the appeal of chain restaurants is that we all have our, we have, it's wrapped up in nostalgia. It's wrapped up in experiences from when we were younger and childhood memories and, you know, adult memories. And uh, all these things are touched upon when we revisit one of these chains. Uh, And so, you know, we try to be not to be, we try to be transparent about that in terms of how it affects our thinking. Like this is a place that we loved as kids and that's part of why we're continuing to patronize it and we're continuing to appreciate it. And I think, um, you know, I think it's important to acknowledge that that's part of eating and that's part of dining out and that's certainly part of uh, visiting chain restaurants. And also you hit on another thing too is that uh, chain restaurants, it is acceptable to scrounge up change 
and uh, buy buy like a, a <laughs> egg and cheese sandwich. That's a that's a it, it's it's an affordable it's an affordable affordable thing where you can sometimes what you have in your in your cup holder in your car can can get you some sort of sandwich. So it's the only place where like a handful of loose nickels will get you something you want. <laughs> exactly, and, oh, and, and and it's accepted. <laughs> you can you can do it. Not you can't do that at some of the nicer places. You can't do that at a Ruth Ruth Chris. You can't you can't put a, a bag of change on the table. <laughs> Let's talk about leftovers. Ah. You know, sometimes leftovers aren't going to come into the conversation at all at a restaurant. Like. You know, if you ask me, uh, any anything in a sandwich format isn't worth even really considering the leftover options, or, or at least anything in like a burger or hot dog format. Fries as well, right? They're they're kind of not worth eating if you're saving fries for the next day. When does leftovers come into your into your like math when you're at a at a place? How often do you go in there looking for leftovers? For me, I, I can I can feel this one first, which is that I rarely am ordering with a conscious mindset of, oh, I'm going to have some of this to go. I mean, like, I'm, I'm almost always planning on ordering what I'm going to eat there, and leftovers become a happy accident of, like, oh, I got full quicker than I expected. Um, but I've gotten pretty good about gauging my hunger level and only getting the ordering the appropriate amount of food for what I can actually consume in that sitting. Uh, but as far as leftovers are concerned, I mean, like, I think you can actually – to disagree with you a little bit, Aaron, I think you can actually salvage fries and you can actually salvage a sandwich. I mean, it's not ideal. It's not, it's not a, a, a top tier leftover food like fried chicken or pizza, but I think it's just a matter of varying up your reheating methods, whether it's, you know, pan frying or baking in an oven or using that toaster oven, you know, sometimes just a, a damp paper towel in the microwave can do wonders depending on what you're reheating. I mean, I, I and also too, like, this is the thing I picked up a little bit from my wife, Natalie, is you can put a little English on it when you're using leftovers. And, you know, maybe you've got these leftover fries, but maybe in the uh, leftover, your own leftover interpretation, you're out a little bit of shredded cheese and turning these into cheese fries and suddenly breathe new life into them. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's a matter of, of just figuring out the ideal reheating format for each individual item. Wow, he, uh, he, really, took you to, he really took you to school there. Sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> <laughs> I'll apologize on his behalf. Wow, ruthless! <laughs> hey, or you can just eat them cold too. I mean, any of it works. And uh, I, uh, I, 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 I kind of differ from Weiger in, in uh, the way of he, he's learned portion control, I guess. And I'm, I'm not at that point. I still will. I'll order. I'll go and if I had a night, a night out or something, and or if I'm starving, I'll, I'll, I'll order up a big order of food. And then uh, I'll try to eat it all, and then um, whatever if there if there's leftovers, it's kind of it's kind of a happy uh, happy accident. But I, the thing with that with 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 chain food or, or fast food or uh, anything like that, I, I I usually like to eat it in the in the state that it's served. I, I like kind of like the hot fresh version of it, and and I feel like there's a huge dip with the with the leftovers so it's just very i guess that's a good point it's varying up the options because with leftovers in general i never really think past you know the microwave um as its own as, as the only option for leftovers but and even with my home cook leverage you know i'm pretty i cook uh you know my own food most of the time really and that's sort of as a cost saving and health saving measure but even with that i'll use up i'll use leftovers that i made in like such a, a different way like the next day but for some reason, I never thought to use um, chain restaurant leftovers in in any other way, you know. So I come home with a with a sandwich, and I don't want 
I don't want to mess around with it. I'm just going to take it out of that little styrofoam box and, and take a bite, you know? Um, so, uh, I guess, I guess Nick, you've really just saved me from, uh, you know, from killing myself trying to eat too many, uh, fries next time I'm at five guys. I can take that giant <laughs> bag, full, you know, gallon of French fries and take some of it home and make something out of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the same, it's the same general principle of, of like, you know, you have some leftover meatloaf and you make yourself a meatloaf sandwich. So yeah, you can always, you know, just, just broaden your horizons a little bit in terms of how you use your, your leftovers. Put a little English on it. As you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you guys have a great broad, uh, broad view of chain restaurants and, uh, and the foods they come from. The show is always awesome. I give five forks to Doughboys. Thanks for, uh, for coming on the show. Do you guys have anything you want to plug before we uh, say goodbye? Go for it. Um, yeah, well, well uh, thanks for having us, Aaron. Thank you so much for the kind words. Really appreciate it. We really appreciate all our listeners. We've been really uh, – really surprised by the response to Doughboys, and we're really thankful for everyone who's been tuning in and listening to us ramble each week. Um, Yeah, you can check out our podcast uh, if you like. Our new episodes are Thursdays on the Feral Audio Network, so uh, subscribe on iTunes or whatever your podcast provider is. Yeah, that sounds good. I I, I agree wholeheartedly. Oh, God. Of course (laughs) I fumbled something right at the end. I agree wholeheartedly with Nick uh, and – yeah, I give this uh, I give this experience five forks. Well, it's a real honor, Mitch. Thanks, Nick Weiger and Mike Mitchell from the Doughboys Podcast. Thanks for joining me on the show. Thanks for having us. Thanks for listening to the podcast preview. Do you want to talk about podcasts? Is there a show you think I should recommend? You can send me a message on Facebook or Twitter at Podcast Preview. I got some great suggestions the other day from listener Bennett on Facebook. You can subscribe to the show and never miss an episode by searching the podcast preview in your favorite podcast app. Uh, and you can stay up to date on our website at BenviewNetwork.com slash podcast preview. That's the page for our new Benview podcast network. I'm very excited about it. Next week on the show, I'll be talking about Pete Holmes's podcast with guest co-host Devin Gallagher. He's the host of the media on the radio podcast, which I was on last week and we had a great chat. Check that out. I'm Aaron Prince Staley, and I'll talk to you next week. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. Hello and welcome to Benview on Spielberg. I'm your resident Spielberg apatheticist, Matt Benson. And I'm resident uh, Spielberg fanatic, Justin Keyson. And today we're going to talk about... Duel. The Sugarland Express. Jaws. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. 1941. Raiders of the Lost E.T., the Extraterrestrial. Twilight Zone. Indiana the Jones and the, the Temple of Empire. Empire Indiana of the Jones Always. and the Last Crusade. Jurassic, Jurassic Lost Harvest. World, Omicron. Saving Omicron. Private AI, Minority. Catch Michelle Intelligence. The Terminal. The Terminal. Indiana Jones. The Adventures of Sinton. The Crystal Indiana Jones. Steven Spielberg. Ben on Spielberg. New episodes dropping on the 15th of every month at BenviewNetwork.com.